0: Welcome to the Health, Wealth, and Wisdom Podcast. I'm your host, Nicole Hagen, a nutrition coach, entrepreneur, food freedom expert, and forever a recovering disordered eater. I am here to help you own your enoughness, find your very own food freedom, and achieve your health and wellness goals in a way that gives more than it takes. Each week, I will provide you with insight and inspiration surrounding no-nonsense nutrition, mindset, motivation, body image, confidence, and other wellness wisdom. Friends, lovers, squad, welcome back to the Health, Wealth, and Wisdom podcast. I'm so excited. I love recording these podcasts for you. I've got my glass of booch. And I'm ready to dive into today's topic, which, by the way, reminds me, in last week's episode, I was brewing some tea in the background for a batch of kombucha, and you could totally hear the water overflowing, but because I had my super cool headphones on, I couldn't hear it until I played it back later, and then I was like, oh, oh well, real life. So thanks for tuning in. Thanks for joining me on this journey and allowing me to join you on your journey. I mean, really, how privileged am I? And before we dive into today's topic of gym intimidation, I just wanted to give a special shout out to the people who have left reviews and ratings on iTunes. That means seriously so much to me. You guys are rocking my world. I can obviously understand the time required to take two minutes out of your day and write that review. I'm sure you have a 100 other things you could be doing. And it really just means so, so much to me that you are valuing the things that I'm sharing and sharing it with your circles. So thanks so much. Love your reviews. Love it when you take screenshots and share them on Insta stories or your other social media platforms and tag me. It's just, ah, makes my heart so happy. But without further ado, let's dive into today's topic. How to get over your gym intimidation. And if you have ever said, I need to lose a few pounds before I go to the gym, or ever thought, the gym is for fit people, oh girl, this episode is for you. And I know a lot of you have said and think these things because I have been on the receiving end. So I heard it so many times, I finally blew a gasket, and I was like, "Oh, seriously, we need to dish the deets because your body deserves to move, girlfriend. Your body needs to move, just like every other body. So let's dive into it. First, and foremost, gym intimidation. I have heard this word before. It's a made up concept uh, typically used to describe someone who's afraid to go to the gym because they think everyone's looking at them, everyone's judging them, or because they don't belong. So, this could be you, perhaps. And if it is, I'm talking straight to your heart today. Now, let me preface this by saying, For my entire life, I have been involved in some type of athletic sport, and my dad was a professional athlete, so I was pretty much raised in a gym. Now, I wasn't introduced to strength training until I met my husband much later in my young adult life, but I do appreciate and I am recognizing that fitness is a very familiar concept to me, and I completely understand the privilege that carries. I know not everyone grew up being active. Not everyone grew up in a gym scene. And so whether fitness is a completely familiar or novel topic to you, I do believe that you're gonna get a lot of truth out of today's episode and I really do think that I'm sharing things that everybody and every body needs to hear, practice, and appreciate. So I know I come from a place of privilege and I hope that my relationship with fitness and my relationship with movement, uh, it has not always been a healthy one, but I hope that the lessons I've learned along the way will be helpful to you and um, well, you tell me. You can reach out and let me know what you think. Or leave a review. Look at that. Didn't even try that. So the way that I see it, there are a few causes or a few triggers, if you will, of gym anxiety, right? Which is this essentially gym intimidation. First, not being sure what to do. Like, ah, I don't, like once I get there, I wouldn't even know what to do with myself. Second, comparing yourself to other people. That's a doozy. Third, feeling like people are judging you. And fourth, feeling like you just don't belong, like, I'm not a gym person. But before we dive into those specifically, I just wanna get one thing crystal clear. A body, whether that body is big or small, a body, whether that body is in or out of shape, a body, no matter how much or little fat it holds, is not more worthy or more belonging than any other body. And I want you to really think on that for a second, because that's like bomb, like mic drop, right? That's serious stuff. Your physical form, no matter what state it's in, does not make you inferior to anyone else. Now speaking of privilege, thin privilege is a real thing. So I'm not ignorant of the fact that people who are not thin are treated quite differently than people who are. But at the very core, your body, no matter what it looks like or how much fat or cellulite it has, is not any more or less worthy or enough than any other physical form. And I know you might not believe me yet because diet culture preaches that we all need to look the same and be very thin and have no body fat in order to be completely accepted and worthy and enough. And we know that's bullshit, but it takes a lot of conditioning to rewire our brains against that piece of, gosh, I don't know what it is. Just it's a lie, right? Our bodies are designed to move. They're designed to be active. And I bet if you take a step back and investigate, that you would notice you feel better when your body moves. I'm not saying we all have to be CrossFit athletes. In fact, I would advise against it. CrossFit is not for everyone. But movement is so important for each and every one of us. If we are privileged enough to have able bodies, movement is so, so important. And while the most effective combination without a doubt for health and fat loss includes both resistance training or strength training and aerobic training or what we think of as cardio, anything beyond what you're already doing, unless of course you're overtraining, in which case this podcast episode is not for you, any movement is good movement. Are you hearing me? I don't want you to think that you have to have this beautifully perfect exercise routine and you have to do X number of days of strength training and X number of days of cardio in order to make progress. You don't. If you're not doing anything right now, taking the dog for a walk twice a week would be huge progress. Okay? So just like nutrition, just like anything, we're looking for small steps that are sustainable and add up over time when done consistently. But back to the reasons why you're afraid to set foot in the gym, I want to go through these one by one, dive into them a little bit, and hopefully help you see a little bit more clearly why these things should absolutely not hold you back from reaching your fitness endeavors. And I'm not talking about people who want to be fitness competitors, right? Like I'm talking about you and I, average Jones, who want to take care of our bodies, feel healthy, and look good right? Like that's you and me. So number one, you're not sure what to do. And not being sure what to do once you get to the gym is interesting because it's a physical problem and it's a psychological problem, right? Like physically, if I don't know what to do, what's the point of going to the gym, right? Like it's not going to be a super effective workout. And I see this a lot. People go to the gym, even if they're consistent and they go to the gym without an effective workout, it's kind of like spinning on a hamster wheel, you're not going to get very far, but Hey, those people have created a habit and there's something to be said for that. So not knowing what to do, certainly physically can present as a barrier, but psychologically it presents as uncertainty. And we hate uncertainty, right? Like as humans, that makes us uncomfortable. Like I'm getting anxious, just talking about it and it's stressful. So the solution, it sounds silly, is to get more certain. Like if I don't know what to do, well, I need to find something to do. So the first approach to both increasing your movement and getting more certain when it comes to the gym or exercise in general, is to find something that you enjoy. And this sounds so itty bitty, but it's huge. If you like walking, if you like biking, if you like swimming, if you like lifting weights, if you like taking fitness classes, start with that thing. Again, it doesn't have to be the best of the best. Are you gonna burn a ton of calories in a beginner aqua aerobics class? No, but if you love it, who the heck cares? You're starting a habit, you're moving your body, and it's helping you to feel good. It's like a triple check. Start with something you love, or at least enjoy. You might not love anything yet, that's fine. What can you tolerate? But if you hate something, you're not gonna stick with it. And that's the bottom line. I wish I could convey to you how many times I've heard someone say, ugh, I need to start running again. And I ask, oh, why? Like, wh- why'd you get out of it? Oh, I just hate running. Oh, okay. Um, but why do you wanna get back into it? Because it's, I just know it's so good for you. Guys, running's no better for you than any other cardio. In fact, you could argue <laughs> it's hard on the body, right? A lot of wear and tear. So do what you love. Start with the low hanging fruit. The second approach to increasing your movement and becoming more certain is to find accountability. So you might not know what to do, but there are a lot of people who do know what to do. And that might look like investing in a few sessions with a coach or a personal trainer. It might look like asking a gym going friend or a family member to tag along with you just to show you the ropes. Surround yourself with support research certain workouts ask people about the classes that they take and that they enjoy and find what sounds interesting to you you don't need to go in there and dominate the weight room if starting with spin class sounds least intimidating to you do it if going with a friend just to walk on the treadmill sounds like the best approach for you great Find what works for you and your body. And please, as a disclaimer, I know I said do your research, but please find a credible source because not all information found on the interwebs is true or helpful or beneficial even. So. Um, I have allowed my personal training certification to expire simply because nutrition coaching is the jam. It's my passion. It's what I'm pursuing and running hard after right now. But I happen to know and be married to, I think, and have a lot of evidence to back the best strength coach and personal trainer in Lancaster County. So if you're local and if not remote coaching, uh, is something that's super progressive. It's 2019 and a lot of coaches out there offer this. So If you feel like you need a customized program, find someone who will give that to you uh, and pay them for their services. But if you're looking for just some hardcore accountability, find a workout buddy, get someone to go with you. Number two, social comparison. Eesh, this is a biggie. So we often think and see people at the gym with like six pack abs and big muscly biceps. And while, yes, those hardcore fitness folks do frequent the gym, so do perfectly average Joes and Jones. The gym was not designed and does not exist for already fit, lean, and active people. The gym was not designed and does not exist for already fit, lean, and active people. Did you guys get that? I was supposed to be rewinding. That might have just sounded really awkward. <laughs> anyway, the gym was designed for the opposite purpose. It's there to help you get fit, to help you get lean, and to help you be more active if you choose to do those specific things. I'm just throwing a few goals out there. I really think that this component of gym intimidation circles around the fact that comparison. As women, we are victim to this a lot because of uh, cultural norms, but it's always the thief of joy. Whenever you compare yourself to someone else or an older version of yourself, always the thief of joy because you're rarely, if ever, comparing apples to apples. You have no idea how much that person works out. Maybe they have an eating disorder or they're overtraining to their own detriment. Maybe they get paid to have a banging body and it's their job to be training and eating like it's their job. Either way, it's none of your business. Much like your body is none of their business. So go do your thing and forget about everybody else. And I know... That is so much easier said than done. But guys, comparison never puts us in a good, healthy, affirming place. It only tears you down. The gym is not reserved for fit people. That would be like the grocery store only allowing people in who have completely empty refrigerators. Or the doctor's office only allowing people in who have chronic diseases. Thank goodness they don't. We're all at different stages. And I wanna be at the doctor's office even if I just have the flu. We all are at different places in our journey. Keep your sights set on the behavior you are trying to execute and the results you want from that behavior and stop comparing your body or your fitness to anyone else or even an older version of yourself. I hear this all the time and most of the time we're talking about goal weight when it comes to nutrition clients, but they say, oh, well, you know, before my babies, I was, you know, hundred and X pounds and I felt really good then and life was awesome. Well, I think we have a tendency to look through rose-colored glasses. I don't know that life was awesome then. Maybe it was, but you also just told me that was pre-baby, so hormones were totally different. What did your life look like then? Were you working the same amount? Was your stress level the same? Was your relationship the same? Were you living in the same environment? Was your activity level the same? Like, There are so many variables that could be entirely different from the person you were then 20, 30 years ago and the person you are now. So do you think it's fair to compare who you are now to who you were then? Absolutely not. Guys, reframe your perspective and try to be the best version of you right now. The best version of you, not somebody else. Three, you are afraid of being judged. Maybe you don't even know how to perform a squat correctly, and that scares the hell out of you. Maybe you're afraid that you sweat too much, and you might smell, and someone that you know might be there, and uh, I'm going to let you in on a little secret. The people at the gym, they don't care about you. Most of the people there are there to get their own workout in and go home to their lives. That's it. Unless maybe we're talking about the senior citizen population, in which case they are there to say hello, ask you some personal questions, socialize, grab a cup of coffee, and then go home and back to their lives. But they don't care about you or your workout. And if someone is judging you, it says a lot more about them than it does about you. But just remember, because you think something doesn't make it true. So a lot of the times we're letting this fear of, oh my gosh, people are gonna judge me. What are they gonna think about me? Oh my gosh, oh my gosh. That's just a truth that's in our brain. And when we pull it out of our own cognition, it's not actually true. Those things are not actually happening. So we are making up the scenario in our brain and allowing that to stop us in our tracks. So the limiting belief, the barrier is you. Throw that out, find a different script, tell yourself a different story. Instead of saying, oh my gosh, what will people think? I'm gonna be judged. Say, oh my gosh, I'm doing this. I'm going to the gym and I'm making change in my health and in my body. Say that and I guarantee you, your script will flip so quickly and you'll probably even wanna go back. Which brings me to number four, feeling like you're not a gym person or that you just don't belong. Now, let me just say, I know the topic of today's episode is gym intimidation, but fitness, movement, activity, exercise does not have to be contained to the gym. So if you prefer to get your sweat on in your living room to an exercise DVD, girlfriend, do it. If you like to lace up your sneakers and be outside, great. But if You think that going to the gym, obviously they have a lot of equipment there or hitting up a fitness class. Obviously there are a lot of other people there that can help hold you accountable. Sometimes that's more motivating for a lot of us. And so if you feel like that, this is for you. But if you don't want to go to the gym because you would prefer to do some other type of exercise somewhere, great. You do not have to be in the gym to make progress but you can be. Personally, I love both. I love being outside. That's awesome, but what if it's raining? Am I just gonna let that stop me, like, oh, no workout today? Nope, I can work out at home, or I know I could go to the gym and be around other like-minded people who are also working out that are gonna motivate me, because when I get home to my living room, I wanna prop my feet up and take my bra off. I know you know what I mean. So, Feeling like you're not a gym person is something that can be said by everyone until the day they start going to the gym. So while today you might not be a gym person, go to the gym tonight, tomorrow you are, right? Like It always comes down to one decision, one choice. I always said, I used to say this, I don't know why, I thought I was cute or something. I would always say that, oh, I never run unless someone's chasing me, or unless there's a goal involved, because I used to play soccer. And then I became a chronic overtrained runner that wouldn't rest until I got my five miles in every day, even if that meant going to the gym twice a day around college classes. It was an obsession. Now, that wasn't healthy, right? That was disordered eating and overtraining, and I was in a negative headspace. So I'm not advocating for that, but I share that with you to demonstrate I would have said, Oh, I'm not a runner. And then guess what, it all changed one day. You are one choice away from changing the person you are and making her look more closely like the version of yourself you wanna be. And like I said, you don't have to be a gym person to enjoy a good workout, right? You could just occasionally enjoy a good workout at the gym. You don't have to label yourself as a gym person. That's just like, sometimes I eat a plant-based meal, but I don't label myself as a vegan because sometimes I like to eat meat and cheese and all the other stuff. So even if you don't have the fanciest workout clothes, or you don't feel 100% confident about your workout routine, or you're really not sure what the cleanup etiquette is if you use a gym machine, go do it anyway. Because your goal is to execute the behavior in order to get the reward. Boosted energy, endorphins, calories burned, heart pumping, healthier. That's what it's about. Not your Lululemon leggings or this workout routine that you found on Google. Like Those things are not the important part, so don't let them hold you back. And you know what? Once you get that reward, That boosted energy, that heart pumping, those calories burned, the fit body that you're looking for. Once you get that, you're probably going to want to keep going and going. It's science. Guess what? At that point, you're a freaking gym person. It's not reserved for super fit folks with six pack abs. It's just not. And please keep in mind that the gym might not look like what you think it looks like. It's 2019. So when I say gym, what do you picture? Is it like this dinky little aerobic studio where everyone's in leg warmers and doing like high knees? Maybe examine that because there are a lot of different atmospheres that can all be included in the gym category whether that's a warehouse type gym space where they have you doing fun stuff like sled pushes and push-ups or it's a typical gym where you're going to a class or you're doing the uh, strength training equipment circuit it could be a hundred different things broaden your horizons and stop letting your fear and your anxiety hold you back from living your best, healthiest life. Much like, and I hear this all the time, and this could be a whole another episode on its own, but we allow our fear or our anxiety to keep us from investing in progressing our health, whether that's going to the gym or investing in a coach or taking care of myself by way of nutrition. We say like, oh, later, yeah, I'll get to that. Oh yeah, like sometime, It's just not now. And if you're choosing not to do that thing now, you're basically just telling yourself, this is not a priority for me, it's not important, I'm, I choose not to do it. We like to say later, but later is just this beautiful fallacy. That's not guaranteed. It's you putting something on the back burner because it's just not that important to you. And from where I stand, and the people I get to talk to every day, gosh guys, health is just so important please don't put it on the back burner. I want you to challenge your gym intimidation, challenge the limiting beliefs that are keeping you from moving your body and just go out there, whether it's actually out there outside or out there in the gym and just do the damn thing. Just show up, prove to yourself that you can do it. And then tell me about it afterwards. Would you, would you text me or email me or I don't know, take a sweaty selfie and tag me on Instagram. I want you to own your enoughness and whether or not you have the body you want right now, that's obsolete. Be assertive and take charge about moving your body because it's a privilege, not a chore and your body wants to move my friend. I want to hear from you. Let me know what you think. Let me know what resonated. And I hope that we have just kicked your gym intimidation in the booty. Until next time, thank you for listening to this episode of the Health, Wealth, and Wisdom Podcast. If you like what you heard today, be sure to rate, review, and subscribe, and then head on over to nutritioncoachingwithnicole.com where you can sign up for my weekly emails where I send out my favorite tips, tricks, advice, and support every single Monday morning to help you kick your week off right. Thanks for listening. Until next time.